You're listening to The Breeze with DP and Haas on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into The Breeze. I'm Harrison, and joining us on this segment, we got Haas joining us in here as well. Haas, we kind of went through it on the first segment. We're, we're getting through our Husker conversation here. Text line joining in as well, and uh, we'll get to Notorious B.I.B.'s text here in a minute. But Haas, how's it going, man? Good. I, I was with Coach Barry, and uh, I was that's why I was late. I, I was working on my, my throwing motion just because I know I think next week I might have to come out there and become your quarterback. Stop it. <laughs> don't, don't do that right now. Now, the see, the, the, funny part, the, the funny, funny part is he's, he, he just left Barry Thompson, who's one of the, one of the best quarterback coaches in the country. And no, no, we're going to sit Haas. We're going to sit up. Don't sit Barry Thompson. Don't, let's sit Haas to Breezy. Let's get that done. Oh, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. How, 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 how'd your Sunday morning go? I, I can hold up this finger. So it, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, which it's the right finger, right? Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll quick, I'll quick give you the vibe here in Lincoln, just so you can catch up on the feeling. With notorious BIB, uncomfortably nub in this term, I would use to describe how I feel about this year's team. Uh, but I still believe Rule and his whole staff will get us to a bowl game this year. But numb is kind of the key word there. Feeling a little numb this morning. A. Like two weeks ago, I said, "How about losing three in a row, but then beating Iowa? How would that feel?" And I know none of none of you wanted that, but <sighs> no. It, it listen, if if everything that was going on was positive, forced right that I would I'd probably feel better if they if they came from behind, like they got down big and came from behind. Mm-hmm. I'd feel better if they. Ran the ball four times, got stopped on fourth and one, third and one, and fourth and one. I feel better. I feel better than the two play calls, the fourth down play call, which, whatever, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But it, what they say is the pimple. The pimple highlights all the things that have gone on before it. Like a pimple doesn't just show up. There have to be some things that happened before the pimple. Yeah, it's a gross but good analogy. Right? Something something terrible has gone yep. on. You ate something you hadn't or your your hygiene wasn't good or your body was processing and saying, hey, listen, there is a thing that is not positive that's in us that we need to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And then it shows up. And you go, oh. I should have took a shower before I, I went to bed. I should have. I should have. <laughs> I should have fixed that. Yeah. I, I probably should have eaten better. I probably should have worked. Whatever. All of this, Haas, is first and goal in the fourth quarter under four minutes. Now, the key, we've talked about it in coaching. When the first four minutes and the last four minutes of every quarter. That's for every sport that has quarters. Basketball, same rules apply. Mm-hmm. Football? All the time. I need, I need to win the first four minutes because that's the stuff that I prepared for, ran in the highest volume and of repetition in the week is the first the the, the first four minutes. Offensively, defensively. It's what I saw on film. It's what they did the most. It's what we do the most. And then the adjustments, mm-hmm. right? 
the adjustment, which is another set of coaches, another mindset of coaching, is my ability to adjust, take what I've seen, and put my players in the best situation for them to be successful. And, Hoss, am I wrong in saying this? At the top of the list of responsibility for coaches, it's winning games and putting your players in situations where they're comfortable and prepared to be successful. Is that fair? 100%. 100%. You're making adjustments. If One, you have to make adjustments if things aren't going right. But two, you're not going to go put uh, – what sport do you want to talk about? We can talk about, I guess – you're not going to go put a right tackle at left tackle if he's never done it before mm. and expect him to be amazing. You're going to put the backup left tackle there. You might put the left guard there because it's a similar side. But if a right tackle can't block on the left side, then you're not going to put him in that position to fail. If you're going to put a quarterback in that has, hasn't done anything all year, similar idea. Is that where you're going with? Yeah, it, 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 it's this thing. I, I, I can think of several situations. Uh, Washington... In, in the heyday, and it's trying to get over the hump, and they can't figure out how to block Lawrence Taylor, right? You've got a a Hall of Fame-level left tackle in Joe Jacoby, a freak of nature back back in, in that era because mm-hmm. 6'6", 300 pounds. 300 pounders weren't that normal. He was there, athletic, a guy that could play tight end if you needed for him to, to do. And he was struggling with the greatest defensive player to ever exist. To ever, because we had never seen a Lawrence Taylor before. Yeah, he's we, a freak in his own. Look, we never saw it. So a guy that was so good that a freak of nature couldn't freak of nature against. <laughs> right? What did what did Joe Gibbs do? He said, "You know what? We're going to make a concession, and we're going to take one of the ten greatest offensive guards in history, and make him double team Lawrence Taylor with Joe Jacoby." <laughs> <laughs> You have to do something that provides an opportunity for success. They forced the Giants to move Lawrence Taylor around and put him in different situations. Okay, now we're now we're back on evil play, playing field. First and goal in a tie game at home, good weather. All you got to do is get points. That's why there's a scoreboard. <laughs> That's why there's a scoreboard. Like, all the other stuff doesn't matter if you s- score more points than the other team. You had the ball. Haas, the play calling, here's the thing, and and, and, and I've seen it with, there's several Giants, 49er situations where, where, where the play calling in those situations, you just kind of rub your temple and, and you say, okay, that's not good enough. Now... You have to go face. So you went. You played a five and a five and four team. Both of you were five and four. You're now five and five. You're going to go to Camp Randall, a renowned college football local venue, to face a Wisconsin team with similar situations, right? Yeah, they just got thrashed by Northwestern, but I don't even look at that as like, oh, here we go. It's like they're going to be. They're five. They're five and five. They're li- exactly. And Fickle was brought in to do magic, right? Mm-hmm. It's magic stuff. And one of those first-year coaches in these highly loved and seen pro football programs has a chance to make his team bowl eligible and, and to deem his season a success. Haas, <laughs> I do not feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> 
help. Nope. Help. Nope. Like, just help. Like, I'm, I'm trying to understand it. Well, yeah. I'm trying to understand it. Let me ask this. It's a tough question to ask, but who should play quarterback the rest of the season? <laughs> I, I, can, <laughs> I, I, I would say this. Here's what I would say. And, and Jay Foreman and I have had this discussion. We had this discussion all offseason. And he said, who should QB2 be? And I said, well, it was Chopper Purdy. Sims was the chosen one mm-hmm. and then played well enough in the drills to acquire the job. Purdy gets hurt. Harburg moves up to number two. Sims gets hurt. Harburg moves up to one. At what point did you say, and remember, Chopper is still not 100%. But if it's my team, I need to pump some new oxygen into the room. And it's much easier to fix a bad throw in that situation simply with play calls. I cannot fix, apparently, apparently I cannot fix the other two quarterbacks fumbling the football at a higher rate and efficiency than anybody else in the country. So what Chubba didn't do, Chubba didn't put it on the ground. Chubba did, listen. <laughs> I'll take just INTs. I'm not going to take INTs and fumbles. Can't right, right. Like, it, 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 it's the, the, the fixable thing. And he had two big runs in, 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 his, in his drive. Look, he drove them 90 yards. That's what makes me all the mad. Like, he drove he them 90 yards. He got us there to first and goal. Like on it was, a crazy scramble drill that <laughs> fell apart. He gets, finds a way to get his team there in a first and goal situation and they try to make him be the ultimate hero in making that throw I just that one I, I'm usually pretty even keel because I understand I'm a sports fan I'm sitting on my couch I'm not there calling the plays but that one was just incredibly frustrating to watch where they, was where was the ball on first and goal and what was it about six seven yards six yard line did Grant have any fumbles going into it at that point in the it was all Emmett Johnson at back at that point yeah okay did, so did he have any fumbles going into it at that point? No. Nope. That what was the call on first down? It was not a run. It was a run, run, throw interception that okay. would. Uh... Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> like, well, and, well, and the other thing was that the run play. You went point of attack football is is really an, a high level of of coaching philosophy. And for me, every great coach that I've ever been around said point of attack is numbers. I simply need to have more numbers at the point of attack than anywhere else on the field. Right? I need to win. If I'm going to run off tackle, I need to have more of my bodies at the point of attack. Unless I have a stud running back. On this play, they went one-on-one with, with Scott and a dude who had beat him three times in the, in the previous two drives. And that dude bulldozed Ben Scott back into the backfield. <laughs> yep. Makes the play. Okay. Don't know why you again, don't know if that was what was schemed, but that's what it ended up with Ben Scott one on one with the nose tackle who won. Then you go outside the listen. You had run off tackle where you used Prohaska and 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 uh you, you know, you used Ben Hart and Nuri. 
and had success. Just get on get on his hip and roll. Or send a fullback. Don't be cute with your motion. Just line him up back there and let him hammer at the point of attack. That's all I wanted. Just that, wanted like, I, I, I wanted just, bodies, and if they're going to have more grit and will uh, to stop us, then uh, you know what? They got that one. But you take three, and you're like, you know what? We'll we'll take our chances. Our defense is playing great. That black shirt defense, you would have given them a three-point lead exactly. with, with, with under three minutes. And I, I liked my odds there. Uh, and I, I, I tell them, you know what? We'll take three. Tonga Valoa, good luck. This defense has had your number. All day. You're not used to throwing picks. We've got, you know, Javen Wright's able to get one off of, uh, I think, Ty Rahm's in mind to tip the pass. But, yeah. and I think they were throwing uh, against the wind going that way, too. So it's just trying to get it, full it, understanding it, of it all again. Coaching, I, I try to stay out of coaches' pockets, right? Mm-hmm. You choose to do what you, you do what you see. You're there every day. You know the players, you see what they succeed at. Maybe that's a, a, a play that was run. And they had success at practice. And they felt cup. Look, I, you know, could have been. I'm but. just gonna vent. Uh, I'll apologize later. But winnable game. That was a winnable game. <laughs> Few of those winnable games. Oh. Talked about it. The- hey, hey. So I know this is all depressing. How, how <laughs> is women's volleyball? How are they doing right now? They they are fantastic. They're about to uh, tee it up uh, two o'clock. Uh, uh, they're in Iowa. Yeah, they should I be. Thinking. I don't know. Wisconsin just took a loss yesterday, too. I see that's why. Uh, uh, they're in Iowa? Yeah, they should I be. Thinking. I don't know. Wisconsin just took a loss yesterday, too. I see that's why you're asking. Penn State. Penn State yeah. took down. That is a two-game lead uh, late in the season. Of course, Wisconsin comes to town uh, you know, to try to get even. But now they're spinning a little bit. You lose to Penn State in four sets. Couldn't get it to a fifth set, even. Um, yeah, which was surprising too, because Penn State, you know, they had to it, for a while there. It looked like, oh man, they're really struggling, and then Penn State dug deep, and then pretty soon they just took over. That, <sighs> I will say, I'll give Penn State credit. Yeah, obviously the Vandy's the best, but they get rowdy over there. They they, 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 they support partying. their volleyball yeah. team, hundred uh, percent. And they do have at up next here two o'clock Illinois. They do got Illinois. Today. Illinois, okay. Mm-hmm. On the and that one's at home. Number one team in the country. You know, they they're here to rescue us from our Sunday misery. They're, Thank you. They do a good job at it. Thank you they so much. They always manage to put a Thank smile on so my face. And, and listen, shout out to the women's soccer team. They're going to host second and third round at Hibner this week. I believe they get Tennessee, and then the winner uh, will play at Hibner on Sunday. So um, shout out to the Look, they've been incredible. Sarah Weber, who uh, you can hear here on the ticket, her and Sammy Houck, who's uh, the goaltender, who's the goalkeeper. Listen. Great season, great run, mm-hmm. second round NCAA tournament. Have at it, young ladies. They're funny to listen to. To you, you hear Sarah about how she feels when she gets some of those yellow cards and how <laughs> these how the these best. soccer players are sliding. She don't she's she don't think best. it she doesn't think it kindly when uh, she sees flopping going on. We on need the pitch. some of the, we need some of our female athletes to go talk to our male athletes. That's what they got do. some grit. Yeah, they do. Well, so they, they get yes, they get they offended do. if you're flopping around yes, out there on the do. pitch. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. So since I coach girls sports, um, I coach both girls and boys sports and. If you ever play basketball against a higher level basketball player, I mean, just it just look, my my house soccer team, seven, eight year olds are the most physical team out there. Every time there's a ball near them, <laughs> the first thing they're doing is a hip into your chest, a shoulder into your chest, and then they're going to take the ball. 
That's what they do every time. So if you That's play basketball a against... team. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to go ahead and throw it to break here because we are we are going over. Uh, got got lost a little bit in my own self-misery, but we'll get out of it. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. Sun still came up. Uh, we'll throw it to break here. This is The Breeze. We've got Haas, DP. I'm Harrison. Talk to you guys on the last segment.